Welcome to the Average Rose Podcast. Uh, this is a Michaelis podcast as he is currently on his flight over to Senegal. Um, so we have Brad, Levi, Chris, and Caleb, and myself, Caleb. Ryan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when the cat's away, the mice will play, right? It's going to be a see roast about can, Mike. See if we behave ourselves. <laughs> it's going to be off the hands. Well, I, I think Mike would appreciate that. He might even call in and you know make his opinions on Mike known. Oh, we should start to get callers. Special <laughs> Yeah. Seventh caller today. We'll get a t-shirt. <laughs> and Mike's not here because... Well, Ryan said he's, he's in Senegal. 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 Senegal's located where? Not at JFK, which is where he's currently at. Eastern yeah. Africa, right? On his way to Africa. Yep. North. Western Africa. North. West. Western. Yep. yep. Sorry, Western very, Africa. Very Western. <laughs> I saw him on a map last week, too. <laughs> when will he be back, you know? Um, uh, ten days or something? I think it was ten days. I think days, a week from this Friday. Yeah. So someone else is preaching on Sunday, and then um, we'll drop a different podcast, right? There's a podcast in the can for, for next special week, guests. Yeah, next a special guest podcast. Uh, what do they call them? Baseball, baseball Joe. Baseball, yeah. baseball Joe. Baseball Joe. So one of our formats that we'll be doing is, you know, in between sessions, we'll have opportunities to interview men in the church and to get a little bit of their testimony and what's going on in their lives and the things that God is revealing to them. Um, and so periodically we'll be having those come out in addition to our normal conversations, which you guys might feel better about. So, mm-hmm. so next week we'll have the interview with Baseball Joe. Good stuff, definitely. Got a so, great story. What are we doing today? So, uh, I believe we're talking about um, Sunday. It's been a long day for Joe's. <laughs> it's, it's been a long day. Uh, Mike wrapped up the short sermon series on Nehemiah, well, Ezra and Nehemiah. Mm-hmm. He finished with Nehemiah. Uh, anything that stood out to us? This, this podcast has made me more attentive. Because if I think I'm going to be talking about it on Tuesday, I got to come up with the pay attention on Sunday and think about it on Monday. Yeah, I like the way he wrapped it up. The uh, the way Ezra and Nehemiah both kind of end. I forget how to call it flat or something. They're not necessarily happy ending because they're still way in process. Yeah, and I think that. But and Nehemiah. Uh, praise at the end to the Lord basically like well God I tried <laughs> yeah and I definitely can relate I love books of the Bible like that and, and I love Christian art you know songs and movies that, like that because uh, life so often doesn't end in a happy ending until mm-hmm. Jesus returns mm-hmm. and uh, and my personality I suppose but I thought that was a great way to because mm-hmm. uh, that's how I feel too. I'm I'm uh, I'm not over the hill yet, but uh, uh, the world has gotten uh, worse in my lifetime, and I I think about retirement in maybe ten years, and and uh, maybe Jesus will come back before that, but uh, well, Lord, I tried. It's still by faith, right? Your mm-hmm. blood, <laughs> grace through faith, and not by works, right? Yeah. And I think that this whole book. I mean, especially that whole, well, I tried, really speaks to why we named our group Average Joes. How yeah. often at the end of the day do we say, I didn't succeed today, but Lord, I tried. Yep. Right. And please have grace on me for that. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you and I were.
really talking about how important it is for scripture and how important it is for us to be authentic and mm-hmm. relevant. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you used a different word. Um, but the Bible shouldn't be big, ethereal, unrelational thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I especially appreciate how open-ended it was left because so often I find myself at the end of every day asking, mm-hmm. I did a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope that turns out well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I had listened to uh, someone this past week. Uh, they prayed, I don't know uh, what I'm about to do. I don't know how on earth it's supposed to worship or glorify you. Mm-hmm. I'm just taking steps, and I hope you turn this into something that impact someone mm-hmm. I'm just going to keep going because I know you've told me to go this way it's very much uh, Moses go off into the land that I will prepare yeah. for him yeah was that Abraham? didn't even tell him where it was Abraham, yeah. it was Abraham. so you just go some yeah some sometimes <laughs> you just go in a certain direction and I find myself saying God just close the door if you don't want me to go that way but I think it's interesting I think you know we could sit here and say that it, it fell flat, but you know, I, I'm thinking about the parable of the sower at the moment. You know, when you get these moments in a Christian's life, in men's life, where we have this big epiphany, this aha moment, and God is so very real in that moment, and we're on fire, and it's full of passion, and we've got to go do this, and we've got to go do this, and then life hits, and all of a sudden, it's that, oh, it's work. We talked about that last week. It's 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 and one other thing, and the longer you are from that salvation day sometimes the harder it is to have that fire keep burning where it's just not it's not that consuming fire anymore and it's easy to fall into routines i go to church every sunday i read my bible every day i pray every day but i'm just not feeling that ah moment and it's those moments that we have to continue to push forward and i think nehemiah and ezra did a great job of kind of symbolically giving those to us and here they're both men that are doing what god called them to go and do but we don't necessarily see the joy at the end of them doing it to say good job well done faithful servant i'm sure they heard it when they crossed over into heaven and were in fellowship with him eternally but it's that moment in life where i think sometimes we feel like the the wheels of the bus can fall off a little bit and are we just going to continue to grind or is it, well, Lord, I tried. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I'm, I'm, I tried. Ministry's not my thing. It doesn't work out, so I'm out. Mm-hmm. Or do we persevere and continue in that challenge in, in those dry seasons and those obstacles where we're just up against a relentless group of people that can't get out of their own way? You know, so I, I sitting and having this conversation that was kind of what came to my mind is that, that we've got to get past that aha awesome call of God and that feeling because you know the world doesn't care about feelings um, but being able to just persevere because this is what God's called us to do would you call that uh, long suffering well yeah yeah because I mean we know I mean if we're in if we're the image of Christ and you know God created us in his image his love is long suffering his patience is long suffering so therefore we should be able to duplicate and replicate some of those intrinsic traits. Now, in 2023 Western civilization in America, patience is not something that is readily readily found. Mm-hmm. I want one. 
week I'm going to eat what I want to eat when I want to eat it, and I'm going to watch what I want to watch when I want to watch it, I'm going to listen. We're doing a podcast, so people can listen to this when they want to listen to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's this on-demand society. So I think for I think people in the church, and I, and I struggle with this, um, I mean, you guys have all been in Fight Club with me, and there's there's some chapters that I feel are very good, and then there's chapters that I get to like week five, and it's like, oh, please let it come to an end. <laughs> um, that patience is something that I think the church, men in particular, I think some of us are lacking, and it's hard because we feel that God called us to do something. We should be seeing that immediate result. You know, we should be, you know, in, in symbolism of this podcast, you know, we're on week four. Why don't we have a thousand listeners already? Like, this, should, we should be viral. Um, <laughs> but it's just continuing that, that, that movement. God's sovereignty come, is a great encouragement uh, because uh, Nehemiah was successful. Although Ezra and Nehemiah, I didn't pay too much attention to, was it Zerubbabel, the first of the three? Zerubbabel. Uh, Zerubbabel. Yeah. Look, if he was important enough, he would have had his own book. Yeah, come on. <laughs> What'd you do? So, but Ezra was disappointed and recommended divorce because the people were uh, intermingling with other religious, uh, other wives and told them to divorce. Nehemiah had the same problem. They were being unfaithful. Even the leaders were being unfaithful and didn't say to them to divorce, but he pulled their hair out. And <laughs> frustration, looking like failure, God, this ain't working or whatever. But uh, I don't remember it was like uh, what the time frame was. It was like 500 years before Christ at that point. Uh, they, they were successful because uh, Israel, Jerusalem was in, was be was able to be put together enough. Uh, now maybe in God's divine plan, He was hoping to do it uh, like in 300 BC or something. But the the Israeli people, the Hebrews were were uh, were not ready yet, and and so He had to wait until uh, 300 years later, and Jesus came. They they were, and and that's that's uh, that's how I understand God working. God gives us free will. He expects us to do so. It's it's not okay when we sin or do wrong, but still, I I cannot wreck his plan, mm-hmm. just like Adam and Eve. And that's encouraging. And it, it might take a while because, uh, uh, because he's not in a hurry and, uh, like we said, long-suffering. But Nehemiah was putting the nation back together so that Jesus could come, and he did. He accomplished his plan and um, returned to heaven and gave the rest. Now it's on us. Go and make disciples of all nations, and uh, the gates of hell won't uh, prevail against the church, and so we have those assurances that there are, we can screw up, but there are some things that we can't wreck, and and that's exciting, uh, and I take encouragement in as we look to rebuild, to strengthen our church and hopefully our culture as well. Yes, stop pounding the table. Yeah, I gotta stop. <laughs> Sorry. Um, you make a point, though, about this idea of, like, we can't derail God's plan. So shouldn't that give us a spirit of boldness in that? Like, if we know we can't break it, sure. if we know that we can't alter it, if we can't destroy it, if we can't do anything that God's plan is going to go forward it's either we're riding on the train with God or we're off the train completely. Shouldn't that give us a spirit of boldness to just continuously go through and do what he's called us to do? 
-hmm. and not worry about failure because if he's called us to do it it's going to come to fruition whether we see it in our lifetime or it's another generational lifetime the work and fruits of that labor is going to be seen I think the hard part about that is we don't always know God's plan going into it. And how hard is it to blindly follow, not yeah. knowing the next step? I don't have a revelation like Nehemiah had. Mm-hmm. I know I'm, how to be a, I'm supposed to be a good husband, father, and a good citizen, <clears throat> and a member of this church and stuff, but more specific, I wasn't convinced that we needed a podcast. I didn't want to do this. <laughs> <laughs> But I, uh, I'm glad now that we are. That, and like you said, there are times I don't want to do Fight Club, but I do believe that that's uh, God's uh, ministry. And, and there are these other things that we're talking about doing. Um, small, small visions of what God wants us to do, I guess. Well, I think if we, so, you know, I guess I could agree that I don't necessarily think most people hear this. This, this voice in the clouds that say, go do this. Like, you're going to go do this. Mm-hmm. Set my people free. Build a boat. God, go to this land. like Chris. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. You know, we don't hear that Morgan Freeman <laughs> narrator voice coming Ow, from above that, that, that gives us that direction. I think sometimes we, it comes in different ways. You mm-hmm. know, and if we're putting things down, if we're living our life the way that God has called us to live it, you know, he gives us commandments and, and his word to follow and how to be you know by prayer we're supposed to put everything down at his feet mm-hmm. you know we're supposed to make our requests known we're supposed to seek his counsel seek his guidance let him be the light to our path mm-hmm. it's it's spelled out in enough verses in the bible that those are the things that we're supposed to do and you see that in nehemiah before nehemiah acted he was in prayer yeah. he got a report on something he was lamenting mm-hmm. and he prayerfully put what was taking place mm. in front of God, and God then gave him. Doesn't matter what I do, Stop I'm gonna mess up on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Come <laughs> to his chair. Where's the ratchet strap, Ryan? It's needed. <laughs> we we see that prayerful consideration, and then God giving him commands to speak. So mm-hmm. I guess as a man, well, are, you know, are we being patient in our prayers to hear his voice as to what our next step is? Mm-hmm. You know, it, it comes in, you know, I don't think it's got to be of God what ice cream I'm eating for dinner tonight. Yeah. It doesn't have to be that level of direction. But if you've got a, a choice in a career path, like what am I doing? Where am I going? Am I going to move? Am I leaving New York State? Are we going to move to another state? Mm-hmm. Um, are we putting those prayerfully down at his feet? And if we're not necessarily hearing from God in that moment, are we following the commands that he's previously given us? Right. Are we living, because he might not have a specific thing for us to do except just be a good husband, be a good father, follow me, Mm -hmm. and then there'll be an opportunity for you to say yes and to serve. Mm -hmm. But so, again, it comes back to that patience because if I'm not out saving the world or if I'm not having to let people, lead people out of Egypt or build a boat for a flood, maybe am I missing the mark? And I think it's it's still just holding steadfast under those original commandments. You know, I know when I was in during the job change, I guess it was before I even got this job, that was a struggle for me. And uh, there was a guy I was talking with who he's a pretty good mentor, and he texted me back saying, God won't open a door until you're comfortable where you're at. Mm-hmm. 
and how hard was that to find, figure out where I'm definitely not comfortable where I didn't want to be. Mm-hmm. How am I going to be comfortable where I'm at? And it took a lot of time with God saying, listen, I'm mad at you right now. <laughs> I want my way. Mm-hmm. And him saying, no, my way is your way. Mm-hmm. It's very hard. much a, a Jonah and a Nineveh. Oh, for sure. <laughs> at that, not, at that's that moment, I want to go. Sure. Yeah. For sure. I, Lord, yeah. I don't want to do that. <laughs> Definitely. Sooner or later, it's all going to work out. I mean, there's a lot of wrestling with God. So. But so then the next step is, is that if we're going and doing the things that God is calling us to do, are we prepared for the battle that's coming our way in that? Because that, that comes a very different way, and it comes in different forms. And, you know, the enemy is not opposed to using your brothers as a form of warfare to keep you from doing the things that God wants you to do and the things that God's calling you to do. So when we see that in Nehemiah too. It's that idea, and we, you know, rings true from a fight club man's point of view is that idea that I'm going to fight and we're going to fight for our brothers, our sisters, our wives and our children and our homes mm-hmm. and I think as men I think that's what we're, that's one of our first commandments that comes our way is you know we're to love our wife, we're to love our children and I think that comes with an idea of we're going to fight for them and we're not just going to let them dictate <laughs> and bring in things to the house that shouldn't be in the house, we're not going to let them go and do things that they shouldn't be doing we're going to make sure that we're being present in their lives. Who are your friends? Who are you talking to? You know, I, yeah. people think I might be overbearing at times, but each one of my kids, as they've gotten their cell phone, they, it was met with one specific rule. Your cell phone is my cell phone, and I should be able to pick up your cell phone anytime I want and be able to log into it. You can put a pin on it if you want, but I know that pin, and I should be able to access your history and see what you're doing. And I've never had to put any filters on my kids' phones, and they've never gone that because they know at any point mom and dad are going to pick up that phone. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's okay to lean into those things and to do those things well, and to, and to keep that be that spiritual head of the household. And I think that's well, we might not necessarily be out saving the world. We might not have a higher political calling or a higher town calling or anything like that. We might not be anything more than just dad. Mr. Smith, but are we doing those things well? Because if we're doing those things well, then God can trust us to do other things. But if he, we can't even keep our own family and fight for our own family, there's no way God's going to put us in another position to do something else if we're not doing the first things well. Right. Mm-hmm. And if I were to ask, how do we do that? I like mechanics and life mechanics. Uh, that's all ethereal, much more concrete. like to joke we've never done this before this is my first time (laughs) so I'm not very good at even though somebody that could say this is my second time would also not be able to say that they're very good at it (laughs) when I get my second wife I think if you're getting into the second and third those aren't people you're asking anymore (laughs) Um, but looking at Fight Club that was one of the things that taught me best how I might be able to better lead and better me to be. Um, my fiance is the biggest advocate of Fight Club. Any guy she meets up in Syracuse, she says, Caleb, you've got to talk to them about Fight Club. Got to talk to them. I'm like, I'm 
there's no chapter over there, but there's not, and I, I still tell them what it's done for me and done for us. Um, I've never been more attractive to her than when I was a Fight Club man. Mm-hmm. Men write that one down. Because mm-hmm. you were exercising. So, so she doesn't it's like you the other 42 weeks of the week? The other 40, <laughs> uh, those weeks, it's a little hit or miss. It's a little sketchy. It's a little sketchy. But it was because I was serving and, it, and how I was serving. I was being intentional with all of my time, with all of my actions. I was spending that daily time in the Bible, praying. And you're very much on the ball the whole time with how you're divvying up your day-to-day hours um, and where your mind was at. So making that bit more applicable, how do I love? every day so you know I get up in Fight Club and we do the kickoff rally and I I, I speak about the fact that you know the first two or three weeks are awesome it's it's great it's this new experience you get this adrenaline everything's great weeks four through ten like art through glue sometimes Mm -hmm. like it just it's it's that grind Mm -hmm. and putting it back to Nehemiah and Ezra they entered that grind so what does it look like in men's life when that grind sits in and the new smells won't off? Mm, yeah. I think it also illustrates well that uh, you know, talk about Fight Club and Nehemiah's battle and they literally had uh, a, a weapon in one hand and a, a, a tool for building the wall, I guess, in, in the other. Um, that, But the fight is first within yourself. You have to, mm. you have to defeat your your own passions your own selfishness your sinful nature uh so that you know so fight clubs like oh i'm a fight club but we're not picking up swords and and going out into the community to to push back something physical yet it might come to that and there are spiritual um examples of that in history but um the first battle is with myself can i control my my appetite for food? Can I control my appetite for being lazy? Can I control my appetite for wanting me to be first instead of my wife? Can I control uh, my temper with my kids or my mouth and etc.? But uh, in this day and age, as we see the culture of crumbling, crumbling around us, there are uh, maybe literal battles going on with the violent protests and the school shootings and might come to that but uh, as Christians we got to remember that uh, our battle is not against flesh and blood but principalities and powers of darkness yeah. mm-hmm. and so we fight the battle within ourselves our own demons if you want to call it that but once we have trained ourselves, as Paul says uh, like a uh, an athlete then we are ready to go out into the world and not fight with our fists necessarily Primarily, anyway, but uh, the fight principalities, powers of darkness, which is the truth versus lies, mm-hmm. going out into the com- community and and love, yes, but true love, biblical love. How do we define love? So let's talk about this. Uh, who is God, and, and what's right and wrong? What is justice, etc.? 
those uh, we fight the principalities, powers of darkness, because angels are messengers who carry messages. Bad angels, lies. Good angels, truth. So it's really a truth uh, uh, versus lies battle. But uh, but it is uh, you know prayer. You think of actually the same time period as Ezra and Nehemiah. And, uh, you got Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I think Daniel had a vision and the angel was coming to him with an answer, but he says, I was delayed 21 days. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so you get a vision of the Frank Peretti books come to mind, if you've ever seen them, they're, they're exciting. So there was a battle in, in the heavenlies. We can't see, angels are fighting. Yeah. And, uh, um, and so the answer was delayed. And uh, prayer can uh, perhaps strengthen them or clear the way for them to, to do whatever they do and, and clear people's minds for the truth and accept the gospel and stuff. So um, there is a battle, but uh, that's how I see the, the spiritual battle. And it will manifest physically eventually, but we gotta be careful not to get sucked into the, um, the shooting that might be coming at least not in an offen offensive way, in a defensive way is, is biblical and necessary, or a fist fight, or a verbal, you know, I can knock you down with my words kind of thing. Christians, uh, Christians have to be careful not to be sucked into that, because I think there are, especially with the videos, the shorts, and, and all the multimedia uh, bravado, machismo, there are some, some Christian messages out there, like, let's go get them. Uh, well, we gotta be very careful mm -hmm. about that. So, I mean, if, if we're keeping it on that spectrum and all of the idea of your political affiliations and your conservatives and things like that can and to lend into creating actions and it can create yeah. a an emotional response to a situation. So just to kind of, on your point, like, what flag are we flying? Yeah. You know, first and foremost, our, our flag should be the banner of Jesus. And we yeah. shouldn't be doing anything that he's not calling us directly to go and do. Yep. If, if we're taking up arms because we're upset over a, a voting measure, and that's just our emotional response to it, are we serving the kingdom of God or helping to establish the kingdom of God farther here by advancing our own desires? Yeah. So and I think that still comes back to what we said of Nehemiah, prayerfully considering yeah. what our next actions are. And to your point, there might be a point where God calls us to do something more than just protect our homes. Yeah. God might lead us into, into that arena, but if we're not letting him go first, mm -hmm. then we don't stand a chance at succeeding. Yeah. And so we've just got to make sure that we're following the right banner. Mm -hmm. It's not the Republican banner. It's not the Democrat banner. And right. yes, we're proud Americans, but ultimately our banner should be the banner of Christ first and foremost. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's exemplified in how we live our day-to-day -day lives. Ryan, you mentioned that your coworkers noticed how you lived differently. That day, anyway. <laughs> the time being. We, we know the real riot. <laughs> and I'm sure that each of us can think of different uh, areas where people have noticed, oh, uh, you're living a little, a little differently somehow. And I think that speaks volumes just as much as what we post online mm -hmm. and more. 
and so there like so there's there's another another thing that could be a double edged sword like we can say all the right things online but if our neighbor sees something very differently then those things that we're posting online are meaningless yeah. if if we are so it's it's being able to walk the walk and talk the talk so whatever it is that we're proclaiming out of our mouths should be evident in our lifestyle mm -hmm. and with social media today that includes there we we know we can't come to church on a sunday morning praise and worship god have these podcasts have these conversations and then something happens and some pundits makes a claim and we get on bashing people on facebook that we start insulting people and playing that game mm -hmm. our witness is completely blown like what we've done doesn't matter at that point mm -hmm. so being able to constantly be aware of that Brad is leaving us, but we he can't leave us yet, Brad. I could have snuck out. There's no camera. No, we have to, if we're wrapping up, we got to have your signature exit. Oh, we're going to. Well, we don't have to wrap up yet, but we've got to at least have. I can say it for him. <laughs> see you in church on Sunday. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, closing thoughts? We're closing? We can do whatever you guys want to do. Um, but I, I, I think, I, I guess if we're closing it out, and my closing thought would just be to making sure that we're, we're prayerfully putting things at his feet and making sure that we're moving where he calls us to move and realizing that it took Noah some 80-odd years to build the boat before it began to rain. It took, it took Abraham 50 years before he had the child of promise that just because he calls us to do something doesn't mean that we're going to see immediate results. And when that euphoria wears off, you've got to live in the grind. You've got to be able to continue to grind out for his kingdom and not lose sight of his kingdom. I think that would be my closing thought. I think that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess we will uh, not see you guys next week. Since we'll have the special interview with Mike and Baseball Joe. But we'll see you in a guys in a couple weeks. See everybody in a couple weeks. See you on Sunday. <laughs>